Welcome to a new episode of Feedback on Track. I'm your host, Nick Deng. How's your week going so far? Have you checked the new website of Feedback on Track? You will find much more information on what Feedback on Track is all about. How often do you start something new and hit the jackpot right away? Does that motivate you to continue more? What if you can keep this luck running? Let's question today if there's really such a thing as beginner's luck. This is a fascinating topic for me because I've noticed in the last few weeks, the more things I try to do, the more things I try to discover and experiment, the more times I realize that beginner's luck somehow might exist. And you might ask me, what is beginner's luck? Have you ever started playing a game that you had never played before? Maybe playing pool, go bowling, this is your first time and you go with your friends and they are much more experienced than you. So you expect them to beat you and crush you really because they've been practicing it for so long. Let's pick bowling. You've never played bowling before. You go to the bowling alley with your friends. Most of them have played before, probably five, 10, 20 times, 50 times. And this is your first time playing. So people are kind of nice with you. They try to show you the ropes and how you throw the ball what your body movements look like, and they try to teach you how to do it. Somehow, you don't really know how to, so you listen to them. And you throw your first ball, yeah, it goes out of the lane. And then people start like scoring a lot of points, so you start feeling, oh man, maybe this game is not really for me, I, I don't want to continue. But because everybody's having fun and a good time, then you decide to play. The more you play, and the more you feel like, Actually, something is happening here. Something is working. And you throw the ball and you start scoring points. Maybe you get five pins down, seven pins down, eight. And then the next time you hit a strike, 10 pins right away. Wow. Now you get excited. You, you start enjoying the game. You start having fun. Your friends are pretty happy for you because you just started today. They encourage you more. You keep playing. Everybody's still having a good time and you're on the roll. You keep striking more and pins are coming down one by one. And guess what? By the end of the night, you've won the game. Your friends who have so much experience playing bowling lost to you. Let's say you score 120, 130, and this is your first time playing. What exactly happened here? How come you've never played, you have no experience in it, and yet you beat your friends? That's what I mean by beginner's luck. We try something new, usually a game, maybe a bet. Some people would, would talk about gambling. Some people would talk about poker. But it's really essentially anything that you start for the first time without having prior experience. And you really wonder how you made that happen. This is crazy, isn't it? And I'm sure it's happened to you before. So try to remember the last time you try something new for the first time. What happened? How did you approach the situation and the challenge? How did you feel when you started doing it? How did you feel when you started improving yourself? And how did you feel when you actually won that game or that challenge? So today, we're talking about beginner's luck. And I briefly mentioned what it is. It's, it's the fact that we try something new for the first time and we feel like we actually are mastering it right from the beginning, 
even though we have no experience at all. Try to remember a few times when that happened to you. What were the conditions? What kind of mindset were you in when you approached that new challenge, that new situation? Because your mindset, your background, your experience all have an impact on how beginner's luck is going to happen. So we might ask, why does this happen? Is it really a thing? Or is it just part of our imagination? So there's a few reasons why we could think we are lucky or we are proficient the first time we try something. Picture this, when you're a beginner, you are starting something from scratch. So there's no limitations in the way you think and approach that situation because you've never experienced it or experimented it with before. So you don't have any expectations, you don't create any limits, any barriers, and therefore you go in without questioning yourself twice. Imagine you have a blank slate and whatever you try to do, you have a pencil and you try to draw on this, on this blank sheet. You have no direction, you have no expectations, you have no experience, so you're just gonna do what you used to do as a kid. You're gonna try, you're gonna see how it looks, how it feels, and you're gonna probably fail, but that's okay because it's just a blank page. You are just going to try more. Trial and error will be one of the first reasons why, as a beginner, you don't set limits to how much you can accomplish. Going back to the example of playing bowling, you have no idea how to hold the ball. It's very heavy the first time. You've seen those champions, like they look like they're flying when they throw that ball, doing some hip twist and like their foot is going behind their other leg, which looks pretty cool, but somehow pretty dangerous if you've never experienced that before. So you don't really know how to do this. Technically, you, your only goal is to knock the pins down. You carry that heavy ball and you have to find a way to have it roll for about, what, 50 feet until you hit those pins down. Which means that whatever means necessary for you to reach this objective is going to work. So it doesn't matter really how you hold the ball, how you place your feet and how you move your body. You just want to have it roll and strike. So this is your blank slate. You have no experience. You don't know how to do it. You're experimenting trial and error. Now, the second point is you have no pressure to fail because you are new and because you are a beginner. And that mental state, that freedom of actually failing because nobody expects anything from you kind of frees your mind, your mindset and the way you are going to approach that situation. Without the pressure to fail, you are more able to tap into all your resources. If you have ever seen tennis players or any athletes for that matter, they get to a point where they are the athlete in their industry, in their sport. So every time they appear in public, people expect a lot of them because they've won so many championships, because they've beat records. And this is a huge mental pressure on them because now people expect a certain amount of performance and they have to hit that standard again. It's like a double objective. Not only do you need to win and at the same time, you need to perform at the level that your audience is expecting you. When you are a beginner, nobody cares. 
You just started your career as a football player, as a tennis player. Nobody knows you. You only can prove yourself in front of others. Meaning any goal that you're going to score, any points that you're going to score is already great. And you will be congratulated for it. Whereas if you're a champion, if you're already a professional, scoring is just what you're supposed to do naturally. It's not something to be celebrated anymore. But scoring 100% of the time, yes. That's what people expect you to do. So you're a beginner. You have no pressure to fail because nobody expects anything from you. Now, there's another reason why, as a beginner, it's easier to start something. You are more creative and you take more risks. Again, talking about blank slates, you've never done it before. You've never seen this situation before. So you're going to try to tap in every part of your brain to find a solution. You want to knock those pins down in bowling. Maybe you need to use both hands to throw the ball because it's too heavy. Maybe you need to roll it down very slowly so you can control the angle and the trajectory. So you are more creative because you don't care about style at that point in time. You don't care what people think of you. You just want to try to show that you are able to score. So more creative, more opportunities to find new solutions. And again, by trying to be more creative, you take more risks because you don't care about the outcome, really. Now, something else is when you get into a field, you kind of go by rules and by expectations, by standards. I would say people go by the book. To play bowling, you have to look like a professional, throw your arm in the air this way, your leg down that way. And therefore, you need to increase your style and your performance at the same time. But when you don't go by the book, you try out new ways. And again, by trying new ways, you get more results. If you look at many industries, many sports, one person came and revolutionized the field. I'm talking again about Elon Musk because this guy is just amazing. The way he came into the electric vehicles market and he completely transformed the industry forever. You can talk about somebody who came with a blank slate with no experience. He didn't know what to do about electrical vehicles. And yet he's now number one in this industry, in his field. So there will always be a beginner at some point that would transform the field, the expertise or the industry because they won't go by the book. They will find their own ways. We can think about Jeff Bezos again for Amazon. All these guys, they decided to create something from scratch. Now, we oppose that to when you are an expert. When you are an expert, again, you feel the pressure to reproduce the same results. You try to replicate what has worked before. And again, you are basing your analysis on expectations. So imagine you, you have now become an expert at bowling and you know how to throw the ball efficiently. Last time you had a score of 150. You play again today with your friends. Some of them are beginners. Some of them are already advanced players. And you want to replicate exactly what you did last time to get 150. Guess what? Most likely, you are going to fail at trying to replicate that last episode. Because it can be replicated exactly 100%. And the more you try to cling to this past result and those past expectations, the more you are going to fail. Because nothing is going to be exactly the same. Maybe today you are a bit more tired. 
and your wrist feel more strained because you played last week. Today, the energy is not the same because your friends are more competitive than last time and you feel more pressure. You don't feel as relaxed. And all these external factors are going to influence the way you can perform today. So if you try to replicate what's worked in the past, you are definitely setting yourself for failure. And we talk about expectations in episode 14 of the podcast. Expectations always hurt your judgment. Always, always, always. We talked about having high expectations about something and then getting disappointed because it does not happen the way you expected it. On the other hand, you expect something to go pretty bad. Imagine you go for a job interview and you don't feel confident enough and you think you're going to fail. You don't think you're going to get that job. You go there, you perform. Actually, you feel it was not so bad, but still you're a bit doubtful about your own performance. Next day, what happens? They call you back and offer you the job. So expectations really don't do any good to anybody because they are the true definition of something that is not going to happen in a positive or a negative way. There's also another point that as an expert, as someone with experience, you will have a tendency to focus more on details. Imagine you get to that level where you actually comfortable playing bowling, you're actually good, but you want to make it better. And you know that it takes more sharpening of your skill. You know that it takes more refining. And you want to try to increase your performance by tweaking your usual gestures, your usual movements to try to make them as excellent as possible. And by doing this, you focus only on one aspect. And when you do that, you kind of lose the balance for the bigger picture. Because the bigger picture means that originally you used to play bowling for fun. It was a great moment to share with your friends and you felt more relaxed and therefore you could play without pressure and you could score high points. Now you try to get into professional mode. You try to make it perfect, perfect movements, perfect score, perfect strike. And the more you focus on these details, the more likely you are to fail because the pressure becomes intense. So unless you are trying to make this sport your professional career, don't try to do it too good. Don't try to do it too excellent because you're going to lose your innocence about the game. You're going to lose, you're going to put more pressure on you and therefore you're going to lose the whole fun aspect of it and you might not even win anymore. So when you're an expert, you try to replicate too much, you have expectations, and you focus too much on details, therefore you can't win as much as you used to. Now, is beginner's luck real? Essentially, it cannot be backed up by any scientific research. It's just perceptions and maybe superstitions. It depends on where you stand, how many times you've experienced it before, but really, we cannot talk about something scientific here. But for sure, there's one thing that stands out when we talk about beginner's luck. We usually remember things that are not ordinary, that are out of the ordinary, and somehow there are interesting facts. So imagine you go with your friends, they're all professional bowling players. Again, you're the only beginner, and that day you win for all the reasons that we mentioned before today. For the next few months, maybe the next few years, you will be remembered as that person who won the first time they ever played bowling because it was so extraordinary. Maybe it never happened before, but subsequently 
you play every week with your friends and you lose each and every time. Of course, people are going to remember the only time that you won with that experience. They're not going to remember the 20 times when you lost real bad. So we remember stuff that sticks out in our lives. And that's in line with us focusing only on the event rather than the process and the effort that goes with it. One very common example. Do you play lottery? How many people play lottery? How many people buy lottery tickets every week? Millions of people. Dozens of millions of people weekly buy lottery tickets. How many of them win money? You hear about those millionaires, oh, this guy won uh, $150 million last week. So that's the event. It's out of the ordinary. It's extraordinary. But how many people have lost? Of course, they've lost very little compared to the overall gain of that person. Probably 150 million people lost $1. And one guy won $150 million. Another striking example in society these days is we have a tendency to envy those business people who make it big. The most striking example is people in the technology industry. Let's talk about Facebook. Facebook, some people hate Mark Zuckerberg because of what he stands for and what Facebook stands for these days. And the day he became so rich, we were thinking, wow, this guy is so lucky. He he got a company that is worth billions of dollars. But you see the event as being a one-time event. Have you considered how many years, how many hours of work were necessary to get to that result before Mark Zuckerberg could actually claim being one of the richest people in the world? You don't think about this because you only see the outcome. You only see the extraordinary result. And beginner's luck is linked to that. We're going to remember something that sounds exciting, interesting, extraordinary without thinking about all the other occurrences when nothing happens. So beginner's luck is not real per se for all the reasons that we've mentioned today. What are the three takeaways from today's episode? Number one, beginner's luck is a good reminder that our choices, opportunities, and abilities are limitless. You can try absolutely everything and you might even like it and become real good at it. It's all about experimenting from a blank slate and see where that takes you. Number two, however, routine, expertise, and practice can also make you complacent and unable to question yourself, to get a fresh perspective. So as you get better at something, you do it automatically, and sometimes you put a lot of pressure on yourself, you focus a lot on details, you forget the big picture, and that can create a gap in the way you're going to perform compared to the first time you try something. Number three, we usually remember the event more than the process. And these events strike us as odd and unusual compared to the regularity and progress that are necessary to get to these results. When was the last time you tried something new that you didn't know anything about at first? Did you start out being successful at that new undertaking? Feel free to share with me one of these experiences. I would love to hear how you approached the situation, how lucky you felt, how happy you felt of your results. And as always, if you like this episode, please share it with someone who always seems to have beginner's luck. 
and doesn't understand why. Thank you for listening to this new episode of Feedback on Track. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to listen to two new episodes per week. Don't forget to check out the new website and I will see you again on our next episode.